Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode 153. My name is Jason. I am the owner of Outdoor Legacy, and we specialize in selling all things night vision and thermal imaging. And as always, I've got my co-host, Hans, from the Hans East Texas YouTube channel, coming live from Ben Wheeler, Texas, hog hunting capital of, I don't know if it's a hog hunting capital, it's a hog capital, wild hog capital, of Texas. Is that yep. right? Somewhere in there, Hans? Yeah. Official wild, wild hog capital of Texas. We have a parade every year in October. Uh, we crown a hog king and hog queen, which is followed by a day of festivities of uh, barbecue contests and concerts and everything else. But it is I official. He- I heard that the the hog queen is a, is a big competition up there. I heard you got it a lot is. to choose from. They also, yeah, they do uh, <laughs> bar stool racing. Have you ever seen the motorized bar stools before? That... Uh, uh, only only like on, on TV or YouTube, okay. and it looks crazy. Yeah, they have bar stool... I, they have barstool races. They do a lot of things. It's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. I mean, it it's a small like a town, deal. but I mean, we take it seriously. But no, I uh, can tell y'all do. Thank you, Jason. Yep, uh, I'm Hans, uh, executive producer of the Late Night Vision Show. Oh boy, the Here person we go. that makes I, this show run. Uh, uh, but I want to <laughs> I want to promote again. If you listened last week, you know we've got a hog hunting tournament coming up. Uh, if you're anywhere in the East Texas area. Uh, you can email me, Hans, at HansETX.com. It is the Conway Farms Hog Hunting Tournament, and it is the biggest three-pig stringer. So if you're interested, Outdoor Legacy is giving away uh, AGM ASP TM160 Thermal Monocular, and you'll get to see our brand-new banner that will be on display. I'll be out there <laughs> passing out stickers and all kinds of stuff and probably um, be asleep in my truck. <laughs> whenever the weigh-in starts somebody usually has to come and wake me up to to get me to come out there uh, it's a it's a 17 hour tournament uh and it's a it's a it's a tough grind it is a tough grind and but anyway let's be clear this is on april 10th 2021 correct april 10th 20 uh 2021 and we look forward to seeing everybody out there i think the weather is going to be beautiful and there's going to be lots of big pigs. So y'all email me if you're interested i'll get you the contact information of who you need to do and talk to to get signed up so well i, I want to say something real quick and then we'll jump into this topic but uh hans mr executive producer uh he, we had a kind of a, a funny deal before the show started because uh he's been like the last few weeks he's actually been printing me show notes emailing them to me ahead of time it's been really really impressive and uh i, he, I feel he, like he, this is about to be a uh, it's it's about to be conference. no it's it's a little bit a little bit no but we, we've we've really been like prepared where we've yeah, been trying yeah. to, to stay ahead of the game and uh-huh. so this is something new <laughs> this is no, something new for us and and or for you anyway for it's not new for me I, i'm so always trying to my my buddy jason stresses when it's we tape the show on monday monday evening and it you know we produce it live or put it out on thursday but Jason gets a little stressed on Monday morning when he calls up and he says, Hey, we, what are we talking about tonight? We don't have a show topic. And <laughs> I'm just kind of like, I guess the free spirit. And I'm like, it'll just come to us when it comes to us, man. Yeah, don't force no. it. You know, and he stresses, <laughs> he wants to have show notes. So I've been Johnny on the spot the last couple of weeks and I'm a week ahead on my show notes. Uh, and it's, you know, for the last couple of weeks and we'll see how this We'll see how long this lasts. This might be exactly. a flash in the pan, but uh, yeah, he he so, uh, so, pulled he so pulled yeah, the long so, show notes for tonight. So I did. So so this is the deal. It's uh, we normally, if we're doing like a scope review or something, you know, we know it a week or two in advance because we're talking about them and testing and everything. But when it's these shows like we're going to do today on just a you know a hunting topic or something, uh, so sometimes. Hans is a little late getting me uh, the the topic, but he's been doing really good. So. I printed off the wrong show notes and I'm going to go ahead and tease it. So y'all know what this is. Cause I, I was actually fully prepared for this uh, tonight. Uh, I was had the notes ready next week's show. It's going to be episode 154. Uh, good Lord willing. This is, we'll be back here next week doing a show on the new, I'm going to hold it up. Zeiss. Yes. Mm-hmm. You read that right. Zeiss. This is the uh, DTI 335. I want to make sure I said that right. It's a funny name. DTI, yeah, 335. 
and this is the first thermal optic ever released by Zeiss. You know them from the high-end German daytime hunting glass, uh, and this is their first monocular, and we will be reviewing this on the show next week. Yep. So come back for that next Thursday. You're not going to want to miss it. We've got some exciting stuff there with a brand new manufacturer uh, coming into the industry. So exciting things there. That's our little sneak peek. But this week, we got a fun show. Now, this is something that uh, we, we've, we've done something similar. Not I think the way that Hans laid this out is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be cool. Uh, and it is basically listener questions. And so a lot of times, you know, over the last three years we've been doing this show, uh, we've had people give us suggestions and, you know, leave comments or send emails or whatever and say, hey, why don't you do a show on this? And a lot of times it, it, people really just have a, a question that needs a, a short answer. And it's not a half of a show. It's not a whole show. And so it's hard to find a place to work those in. So what Hans has done is he's compiled uh, several questions that we've gotten recently, and we're just going to kind of bullet point, you know, one after another, go, uh, go through these questions and answer them. And I think you're going to find uh, that a lot of these questions, there's going to be other people they apply to some, you know, general topic stuff. So with that said, before we get into this, if you have a, you know, single question that's not about like, Hey, I need to buy a scope tomorrow. <laughs> what do I buy? But if it's a general type question, something you want to know about what we use, what we suggest, how we do something, whatever it is, uh, pretty much anything, uh, let us know. You can drop us an email. You can, uh, you know, leave a comment that just says, hey, you know, for your next frequently asked question show, here's my question or whatever. So, so let us know yeah. what it is and, uh, and, and let us know that you want us to put it in the show. Cause otherwise we're going to be scrambling to try to answer all your questions yeah. in the comments, which is really tough to do. And the, and these questions are really scattered. It's like a shotgun spray. They're all this over the place. Shotgun. It's about they are, but hog hunting, coyote hunting. I mean, they're there's cool. All, there's some good yeah. questions here. Yeah. So, All right, so let's get this thing started because uh, there's going to be 10 questions and we got to get through these things. So first one, uh, this question is for Hans and it is from Scott in Meridian, Mississippi. Hans, I see your videos of you calling in hogs all the time. I've got the Convergent Bullet HP. What are your favorite calls to use? All right, so... I have seen these questions in advance because I'm the one that pulled them. So I was able to prepare. Yeah, I, I saw them about three seconds know, before the did. show started because I had the wrong notes. But so Jason really had no time to prepare. Yeah. The, so the, 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 my answers are going to be completely off the cuff because I have no they idea. Uh, well, I would say this question right here is probably one of the top five questions that I get all the time because we've had on – uh, Byron South with Convergent um, several times. We've had on Glenn Guess from Hog Zombie several, several times. Y'all have seen the shows. We talk about it a bunch. I post a lot of videos on Instagram, on YouTube of Colin Hogs. So it is something that that we do and preach and something that we exercise regularly. But I'll tell you this. The most successful calls that I've used on the uh, Hog Pro app, which is the app that goes along with the Convergent uh bullet HP caller. Uh, the most successful call uh, that I have that I use is the Sal hysteria. I'll run each call for about five minutes. Um, depending on where I'm at, I, <laughs> Jason will probably laugh cause I'm usually full volume on everything, but I've tried to get better at just, yeah. you know, starting off at 30% volume and then gradually moving it, moving it up. But Sal hysteria has been the most popular a hog call that I've used calling in hogs. Second is probably uh, the um, the rally, which is a good one. Um, mm -hmm. Boar magnet. Um, there's a um, gosh, uh, uh, chaos, uh, total chaos. Those mm -hmm. are yeah, those are probably um, the ones that I've had the most success. But would I the the sequence that I use that I start off with is start with your non aggressive calls like your chow time. Uh, 
you know, the mama please or little squealer, something like a non-aggressive, not, you know, doesn't sound like pigs dying. So, something you know? to maybe pull. Yeah. Something to maybe pull in a sound. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So but, yeah. something more not, non-aggressive. Not a boar looking for a fight. Exactly. So the non-aggressive calls, like I said, little squealer, chow time, the rally, uh, and then move into your aggressive calls like uh, your, your boar magnet um, or, you know, total chaos or, or sound. I usually end with sow hysteria. So I'll tell you, I start usually with the rally and I usually end with sow hysteria because sow hysteria has been my most successful call and the one that I always have the most, feel like I have the most chance or best chance with. So uh, as far as volume, start about 30%, uh, move your way up as you change calls. And and that's it. I mean, I would call for at least 20 minutes uh, with the caller. And if you haven't got anything about 20 minutes, then, uh, you know, you can wrap it up and go to the next spot. But that's, those are the favorite calls. Those are the ones that I've had most, most success with. Okay. Well, okay. It says my name. So I'm supposed to ask it's, you a question. Yeah, so you, you should ask me a question. That's how I, I don't know. Yeah, you wrote okay. the notes. I'm all just right. here. I was just, all right. We got a question, a question for Jason from Lucas in Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, I heard the Envision Halo LRs have improved glass. Will they look better than the older uh, Halo LRs? Also, what new Envision scope would be best for me? I hunt hogs and coyotes. Majority of shots under 150 yards, and recording is a must. So it's kind of a two-part question. Yeah. The new Halo going to look better than the older Halo, uh, and what Halo scope should he get? Man, these are these are great. You ask me questions that I'd, I'd really need one more week to answer. So uh, my my shipment of Halo LRs. Uh, is is uh, in the warehouse, and I have not gotten one in the office yet. So that is a, a great question. I will have had it uh, by the time this show airs, but we're a few days early. So with that said, uh, I have not personally seen it, but I have talked to a couple of the guys that I trust that do not work for Envision that have seen the, the new germanium lens that is in the halo lrs that will also be in all of the halo x's and uh, the word that i'm getting is that there is a noticeable improvement in the image quality due the new due to the new germanium lens so uh, again i want to see that for myself but that is uh, what i'm being told by very reliable sources so i think that's a good yeah. thing now moving on to the second part is which one of these optics would be you know best for you. You said you want an Envision, and I think that's what you said. Yeah, yeah. new Envision scope is best for you. Uh, 150 yards or less, uh, and you want recording. So all of the new Halo Xs, there's the Halo X 35, 2.5 power, Halo X 50, 3.5 power, and the Halo XRF, which is the 3.5 power with the built-in laser rangefinder. Those are the three models. They will all include video recording, uh, smartphone app, and 18650 removable rechargeable batteries. With that said, personally, uh, I would choose probably the Halo X35. That unit is going to be the 2.5 power unit. It's going to be $7,500, have all those features I just mentioned. And I think that's going to put you in the driver's seat for all of your shots under 100 yards. There'll be no problem zooming that up one time, shooting out to 150, 200 yards. Now, if you had changed this question, you said, you know, most of my shots are going to be, say, over 75 or 100 yards, I would move up then to that Halo X 50. I think right. that three and a half power is going to be a little bit better. But I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, uh, the very first Halo X that... Uh, I've got my name on is going to be the Halo X 35. Uh, I do that really close shooting. Mm -hmm. uh, again, most all of my stuff is 150 yards in. Most of it is under 50. And so I'm really excited about that model. And that's where I would go to if you uh, forced me to, to choose one of them right now. And those things, uh, hopefully, uh, should start shipping in April. Uh, that is the current plan. I don't know, might get drug into to May. I'm not sure. But right now, Envision is saying those things should start rolling out in small quantities. And I think it's going to take a few months to kind of, uh, you know, catch up and, and meet the demand because there's a lot of guys excited about these optics. Yeah. Well, that's a good answer. Good. I like that. I'm glad you approve. <laughs>
All right. So next is going to be next. Yeah. All right. Next is going to be question for Hans from Billy in Thibodeau, Louisiana. And it is Hans. Do you have any coyote hunting tricks? This is, I'm going to be interested to hear what you got to say here. Yeah. So I, I picked this question out of a bunch of different questions because first of all, I am really into uh, coyote hunting right now. It's, it's my newest obsession <laughs> and, and trying new things. And, and I've done a lot this season. I, I feel like I've raised my game, been talking to people, been watching lots of videos. Um, you know, I love to hog hunt. Hog hunt's always going to be probably my favorite. Uh, but coyote hunt to me is the new challenge and, you know, just kind of wanting to get as, as good as I can get. So anyway, what I, what I have been doing and it's been working fantastic. I mean, for the last, couple months, uh, is I'm using a collar to locate coyotes. So basically I'm throwing some vocals out there, uh, to try to see if I can pin down any coyotes that are close to me or, you know, kind of get an idea how far away they are. Um, I have been using some distress, you know, rabbit distress, you know, small animal game, mouse distress noises. If they're close by to see if I can pull them out of the woods out into open, uh, but the vocals have, the vocalations, uh, have been, I don't even know if that's a word vocalization. It, it is now. It is <laughs> All now. right. <laughs> I've been working really <laughs> well Texas because word. not only is it, not only are they calling back to the caller, but they've also been popping out of the woods, just kind of checking out, seeing what's going on. And they're not aggressive. Uh, they're not aggressive vocals or more of what, what they call like serenades. Um, but just either, um, you know, female with, with small pups or, you know, a couple of females. So they're, they're not very aggressive vocals, uh, but it's been getting them out of the woods. And I'll, I'm going to show you this right now. What, oh, when I, yeah, as soon as I see a coyote out in the field, you know, a lot of times I've had the worst problem in the past of coyotes hanging up way far away. I, you know, I can see them, but they're, they won't come closer. Nothing is getting them interested enough uh, to get them to run in close to the call. Uh, right now, if you're listening on iTunes, you don't, you're not watching on um, on YouTube. This is a six dollar Primos uh, mouse squeeze, is what it's called, and six bucks got it on a uh, got it on Amazon, and it is a uh, this thing sounds like a dog chew toy. Uh, but it is, it, and you can buy the whole toy for three bucks. Three bucks, anyway. I know. But since they <laughs> yeah. since they put a picture of a coyote on it, they charge me three dollars extra. Got it, right? But this small little thing I keep in my pocket, and as soon as that coyote pops out and I see it and it hangs up, I turn my collar off completely and I start squeaking this little toy. And I swear, I've had more coyotes run closer to me than I ever have. I mean, within twenty, twenty-five, thirty yards. Uh, uh, from me, you know, to where the coyotes stopping and ultimately gets dropped. But I've called in more coyotes and closer coyotes than I ever had before with this little $6 Primos uh, squeaker. And I've had a lot of people on Instagram because I've been talking about it a lot, ask me what it is, where they can get it. Um, they're not uncommon. You can probably get them anywhere, any store you want to online. Uh, but this one happens to be Primos. I found this one is because it was the first one that popped up on the search. So don't, I wasn't. Yeah, and, and don't uh, buy it at Amazon. Surely we can find a, a better retailer to support than Amazon. So good, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Go to Shields. <laughs> go to Shields. Yeah. Uh, if there's a Shields near, near you, go to them, buy it. Um, what The good thing about that, you get to go. It's an awesome store. They sell more guns than any other place that I've ever seen. And they've got more ammo than any other place that I've seen. So go check them out. We'll give them a free plug. How about that? So there you go, but okay. the, get the, get this little squeaker ball. You'll, uh, you, I don't think you'll regret it at all. It gets them in close. I knew he was going to say this because I've been talking uh, about every it like time we're, uh, he has every time we're on the phone. He's like, man, I killed this cat tonight. And uh, he was hung up out there, and I hit this little thing, and he just came running. I mean, he just telling me about it all the time. So I, knew I mean, that was yeah, you, and you've seen the videos. I mean, these coyotes have. have come in really. I mean, we've got some amazing really videos mm -hmm. uh, with some new scopes that we, uh, you know, are, are you know that we're we're pushing. So it's worked out great. But anyway, I've got a question for you, Jason. It's actually, okay. kind of for both of us. Okay, uh, this is from Daryl in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Jason, what thermal scope do you have on your personal rifle and why? Uh, Hans, you can chime in too. So, 
There you go. A so, lot of people ask what we have on our personal, yeah, personal rifles. This is this is a this question is very very difficult, and the reason is is because Hans and I are testing so much stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and so I've got multiple rifles that I'll use at night. So I'll have multiple setups going at all the time. Mm-hmm. What I do try is to keep one scope that is kind of my main scope that I fall mm-hmm. back on, and for the longest. Uh, that was the Thermion XP50 from Pulsar. And then when Hans and I started testing the Thermion XG50s before they were released in September, uh, we both rolled into that. And I'm, I'm trying to speak for you. I don't mean to be, but we both did. We, we made the change yeah. at the same time. So the XG50 uh, has been on my rifle, my main rifle. If you said, what is your go-to scope? That was it. Now we tested mm-hmm. a lot of stuff between then. Uh, right now, I am about to actually sell my XG50 uh, just because we've got so many other things coming. We're going to be testing. This thing's been sitting in my safe. It's not getting used. Uh, So I need to get it out there and, you know, get somebody, get their hands on and get some use out of it. But I'm going to tell you, like right now, uh, I've got an AGM Rattler. Uh, I've got a IRA Rico 640. I am about to have uh, whenever, as soon as we get the very first one, uh, I'm going to have the, I already mentioned earlier, the Envision Halo X35. But the two scopes that I'm really excited about and that I, I, these are probably going to fight each other for which one I'm going to use is going to be this Halo X35. But then also what I'm really waiting on, and this is the reason I'm getting rid of the XG right now, is the Pulsar Thermion 2 XP50. Mm-hmm. My reasoning for this is I have always been a huge fan of the lower magnification for what I do. Hans is killing a lot more coyotes than me. He really likes the three power. I don't mind it. I mean, I've been using the XG doing just fine with it, but and, and the Rico, uh, you know, the, the three power on, on that 640. Mm-hmm. But really deep down inside, I am a two power guy. And that's what I really, really like with the wide field of view because I like getting up super close on these hogs. And so the Thermion 2 XP50 is really what I'm excited to get back to, or I say get back to, get back to that XP50 uh, magnification. Mm-hmm. And again, this Halo X35. So it's not the answer of what I'm using today. Like I said, that's going to be Rico 640 and the Rattler uh, TS35 and 25. I've got both of those I'm testing. Uh, but Thermion 2 and Halo X. What about you? So I'm kind of in the same boat. Like you said, we were both, we used the XG50 for a long time, loved it. Um, and we, uh, Jason sold mine. <laughs> he <laughs> took it back from me and sold it. Um, but no, I'm glad somebody. Uh, yeah, because Hans, Hans comes down here yeah. and uh, brings me a pile of scope and picks up a pile of scopes. And mm-hmm. he's like, here, here's all this stuff. Go, go sell it. I've had it in my closet or in my gun safe. I'm like, man, yeah, where we, did you get all this stuff? I sent it to you, I guess. Yeah, we demo some of these scopes, and then some we'll keep for an extended amount of time. Um, so I I had the XG50 for a long time, loved it. Uh, I took uh, a Thermion XP50 back from them, so that's on my personal rifle right now. Uh, but that too, uh, whenever the, ha- the new Halo Xs get here, um, I'll be using one of those as long as the th- as well as the Thermion 2 XP50, um, which I'm excited about. So on my personal rifle right now, it's a Thermion XP50. Uh, and then I have a test rig, which Jason was just talking about. We test so many optics. Uh, on my test rifle, um, I did have both of the different Ricos on there for a long time. And just now put uh, in the last few weeks, the AGM Rattler 35. So that's... Mm-hmm. You know, our test rigs, uh, and I guess I'll speak for my test myself, My our, our test rigs are what we use probably more than anything. You know, every, sure. every now and then we get to use our, or if we're in between reviews or stuff, we get to use our own personal rifles. But most of the time, I'm, I'm having to taste, take out that test unit uh, for hunting and getting hunting videos and stuff. But, uh, you know, yeah. it's... Uh, you know, we, we yeah. run a couple different rifles, two or three different rifles a lot of times. I was going to say, that's the big deal is that that we're, I mean, th- there's some times we'll get into where we're just not testing anything. But in the last 12 months, I, I mean, it's been rare. We've had so many new optics. 
and we're we're getting out with all of them. So it, it is tough. It seems like we get one thing and then boom, we're we're on to another. So, okay, no, that sounds good. All right, another question here. Uh, making sure our time's good. All right, question for Hans from Rick in, I guess it's Ocala, Florida. If that's not right, then it somebody, it's okay. Yeah, blame right. Hans. You All right. It. By the way, the I guess the ink in my pen just busted because I just looked down and I have ink all over me and I have no idea. <laughs> it's like on my arms, it's on my hands. I have no idea what happened. So if y'all see me like looking down, rubbing my arm, there's ink everywhere. So I'm anyway, loving it. I, I'm loving it. I'm telling this you, this automatically this, goes this, in the Hall of Fame of, of this. Uh, this this show's already podcast, off the rails yeah. and we're only to question five. All right, yeah. Rick in Ocala, Florida, Hans. Do you do guided hog hunts? And if so, can I book a hunt? The answer, I will answer this, is yes, they're free hunts. And you just pick your weekend. Lodging is included. All the Lodging, ammo that you can shoot, you know. <laughs> Lodging, meals, whatever yeah. you want. Yep. Tell uh, us, Hans, do you do guided hog that's hunts? That's right. I live in Nacogdoches. I can give you the address <laughs> no, in, in ne private. Negative. <laughs> negative. <laughs> so, uh, Jason and I get this question a lot about doing hog, uh, guided hog hunts. Um, I, I, I don't, typically. And the reason is because uh, there's a lot of different reasons. It takes a lot of time. Uh, a lot of time to to uh, prepare for hunters coming in. I've done it in the past, um, more so just for friends. Uh, but, you know, preparing all your spots, you know, keeping it up, keeping hogs coming in, it's a lot of work. Um, it also is uh, very stressful <laughs> because I'm the type mm -hmm. of guy that wants to make sure that everybody that comes out has a great time. They shoot hogs and, or coyotes or whatever they want to shoot and everybody's successful and that doesn't always work out. That's just hunting. And that's just the way it is. There's some off nights. Uh, and I feel terrible about it, especially if somebody comes a long way to hunt. Um, so between not having a lot of time, the stress, the work that's involved and the fact that, um, you and I, Jason are so busy, uh, with this business and, and, uh, with the show, there's just not a lot of time to do anything. Uh, and you know, the, even no. the slow seasons now in this business are still busy. So there That's hasn't right. been a drastic slowdown, which is a great thing. And we're blessed. Um, but just really haven't got, gotten into the guided stuff. I, I do yeah, and I, buddy stuff, you know, but yeah. And I want to chime in here too. And say there's a couple of things. One, you know, obviously this huge liability, um, Two, I mean, you already said the work and all, but another thing is, is that a lot of the properties that, you know, you or I hunt besides our own personal properties are, are going to be places that we've got permission on and we don't have permission to take somebody else. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, taking your buddy is about as far as that farmer is going to let you stretch that. Right. And uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are obviously landowners who, who are fine with that, but the places that, that I know uh, I've got, the, the, my friends that, Hey, so, you know, go out there to my place and go shoot these hogs. It's not cool. If I'm bringing random people that are paying, it's just, that's not what they want with their yeah. places. And so, yeah, it's, it, you got to be set up for it. it there's and there's a, some yeah. really good guides and stuff. There's some really bad guides, but you, you've got to be set up and, and you know, it's, it's a job, it's a business. There's a lot of liability involved and yes, you know, your contacts, your, you know, people in your area that lets you hunt on their land, probably would not like it if you they knew that you're yeah. bringing people out there and paying to do hunts uh but anyway right. i i don't um wish i had more time to do it uh but uh, unfortunately i do i do not but anyway we'll move on to the next one um question for jason from travis in hondo texas uh jason i want to work in the hunting industry what is the best way to get recognized and become pro staff with a company that's uh Okay, this is a big one. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I don't know exactly what you mean here. So when you say work in the hunting industry, I don't know if you're actually looking for a real legitimate paying job. Pro staff jobs generally are not. Well, so let me ask you this. It, yeah, you know how many people do you you talk to? Like, man, it's so cool that you get to work in the hunting industry. I wish I could yeah. work. So, you know, in in something I, like this that work with my hobby, something I love. So. Well, well, yeah, and that's what I was gonna gonna say to this. So, um, my dad and I'm not gonna get go this whole long road, but he was in the um, the, the hunting industry uh, for 
his whole career, 35 years. And it's how I actually got into this. And I remember <clears throat> he owned a, a, a business and he would have guys come in and, and, you know, straight out of college or whatever. And guys, just young men eat up with the outdoors and say, Hey, I want to come work for you. Uh, you know, I want to be a sales rep. I want to travel. I want to go do all this. It'd be so awesome. Cause I love to hunt and fish mm -hmm. and I can just, it, from a kid, you know, all the way up until my dad's later years before he passed away, I can just see my dad telling those young men, say, listen, this is a great industry. If you want to work in this industry, uh, that's great. But the first requirement is not that you love to hunt or fish, because if you get in this industry, you're going to do less hunting and fishing than you've ever done before, because your busiest times... Yeah. When you're working the hardest is when everybody else is hunting. Right. Okay. So it is very, very difficult. Like even come deer season for us, you know, November and December, it's our busiest two months. I mean, I, I'm working over 60 hours a week trying to find time to take my kids hunting. And so uh, I would say, I'm not trying to talk somebody out of it, but I would say, be careful what you wish for. Uh, because you may get in the industry and then find out, you go, man, I don't even have time to, to do what it is that I, I love. But right. if that's not what this question is about, and it's more about um, what's the best way to get recognized and become pro staff with a company. So pro staff are less valuable than ever before. And, and when I say that, that's not an insult to anybody. But what I mean is pro staff were very valuable before social media. But now... Anybody can, uh, I mean, everybody has got a, you know, very high-end digital camera right here on their phone. They've got a high-end video camera and they have access to the world via Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so what, what you see is people are advertising for these big companies for free. I mean, whether it's Pulsar or Envision or Trigicon or AGM, whatever. Every time you post a picture of a dead hog and that scope, you're doing the advertising for them. Everybody's doing it. So a lot of these companies don't even have pro staff anymore. But uh, if they do, and, and, you know, or say a lot of people want to come, you know, be pro staff for, you know, say Outdoor Legacy or another thermal company. Um, everybody has different requirements. Um, we actually don't have pro staff, but... Uh, my, or not in the, the normal general sense that people would say, my comment to this is the best way to do it is to go out and be one step above, be two steps above, be as far above the average as you can. And so what I mean by that is uh, create the best possible content. That means you can't go out there, shoot a hog, uh, blood running out of his head, take your cell phone and snap one picture from standing up above with your rifle thrown up there and the lighting's terrible and post it and think that it's going to get anything. I mean, there's a million of those photos. If you look at guys uh, like what Hans is a perfect example of what he's doing. I mean, he's staging these photos. He's taking a lot of time. He's taking way more time to take the photos than he is to shoot the hog, to drag the hog off. It's work. All right. Yeah. So do that. Uh, in anything that you do on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, um, I'm going to tell you this. This is going to be some guys that, that are going to bristle at this, but it is what it is. Um, don't cuss. Don't drink. Don't be a jerk. Uh, don't, you know, you, you've got to be uh, something that a big, somebody that a big company is going to work with. They don't need a liability. Uh, they're looking to attract all audiences, family friendly. Women and children are a big part of the hunting industry. And if you're out there and, uh, you know, every video, uh, you, you know, you're cussing and carrying on and, you know, you got uh, beer cans falling out of the back of the truck in every picture and video, I'm just going to tell you straight up. Uh, these big companies are just not going to go with them because it's not the family-friendly vibe that they're looking for. I know there's exceptions to those rules, and you're going to say, yeah, but what about? So I'm just being honest with you. This is how you're going to get recognized and be a step above. It's create better content, and it's to be uh, that all-around, you know, you know, guy next door, girl next door, just the, the nice, uh, you know, whatever, nice hunter 
that uh, people, you know, are attracted to uh, because you just seem like an everyday nice guy. So that's my yeah. two cents for yeah. whatever that's worth. No, I think that's a, I think that's a good one. That's that's how Hans got to be uh, sitting in the chair that he's in for whatever that's worth. That was many <laughs> oh, years ago. Many but it's years true. ago. Many years ago. Now he's just a jerk, but you uh, know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've earned it. Well, I've earned it. Now, now he won't take people hunting for free. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah. Next one's uh, okay. from me. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. Good deal. Question for Hans from Dan in Medina, Ohio. I'm a coyote hunter from Ohio and I'm new to thermal. What should I consider when trying to decide on a scope? Yeah. Uh, Medina, Dan from Medina, Ohio. So what did I say? I f- Medina? Medina? Yeah, I don't Medina. know. Uh, okay. Anyway. Sorry yeah. from everyone from Medina, Ohio. I, I apologize. I apologize. We apologize, Medina. Yes, uh, that's my So fault. the first thing, and I think if you talk to Jason or I, the first thing that you got to do is be honest with your budget. Um, know yeah. how much you have to spend uh, and make sure what you're spending is not going to financially put you in a bind, uh, hurt you, you know, cause problems with your marriage, all of that kind of stuff. You'll, you won't, uh, you know, you probably would believe, but the guys that kind of have to hide these purchases or, you know, write checks out of a different account to pay for a scope. So their wife doesn't see it. It happens all the time. Um, but you know, we don't typically suggest that, but you know, that's your situation and it's your own business, but be honest with your budget know how much you have to spend and be comfortable with the amount that you've chosen. Um, no matter what the price is or no matter what the number is, uh, I'm confident that we can find a scope now, even more today than ever with all the choices that we have, uh, that you can find, uh, and we can help you find a scope that you'll be happy with, uh, and something that you can be proud to use and hunt with, uh, from there after budget, which I think is budget is the most important, uh, from there, you know, we're going to find out and we, and we want to know your conditions as far as your, you know, hunting application, uh, the yardages that you're typically going to, going to be shooting at, uh, you know, you're a coyote hunter, but you know, we usually ask, uh, do you, are you going to be doing any hog hunting? Is it, that something, you know, a lot of people from up North come to Texas or somewhere in the South to do hog hunting. So they want something that's kind of, uh, you know, could be applicable, applicable for both conditions. Um, but you know, we'll ask you how far your average shot's going to be. Um, you know, do you, you know, if you feel more comfortable with higher magnification, do you prefer lower magnification? All of those come into play if you're hunting in wide open spaces or heavily wooded areas. Um, those type of questions need to be answered, I think, by by the buyer first before you call. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when you call, it helps us narrow down the search to easily put you into, you know, have two or three different choices. But make sure when you do um, call a thermal dealer, and I do hope it's Outdoor Legacy, uh, which you can call us at 877-350-1818. Or find all the scopes (laughs) on (laughs) OutdoorLegacyGear.com. But if you do choose us or if you don't choose us, we hope that it's a good dealer that, first of all, that they test all the optics that they sell. Make sure that the people you're talking to know and, and have used these scopes because if they haven't used it, in the field, then there's no way for them to accurately um, be able to give you an answer as far as how it compares to other scopes uh-huh. because it's all hearsay. And if you That's want right. hearsay, just go to Facebook. <laughs> and, there you go. You know, so <laughs> exactly. make sure make sure you go to, uh, talk to people that have used the scopes, tested the scopes, have some time behind it. Jason and I definitely do. There's a lot of other guys out there that test them. Um, but that that's my you know, two cents and my little bit of yeah, advice. Yeah. And I think it's putting a bow on that. What I heard him say is, is budget and magnification. Mm-hmm. Those are the two things. And once you know exactly what you need there, and a lot of guys go, well, I understand that I know what my budget is, but I don't know what magnification exactly that I need. That's where we can help you. But when you get those two things figured out, your, your search is going to be way right. narrowed down. And that way you're not trying to compare uh, something like, uh, an XP 50 at two power to a Rico 384, you know, it's just yeah. like apples and oranges. So, yeah. All right. We're running out of time. Yeah, so we, we got to rush these last couple. These, all right. Those last. Okay. Uh, Jason, this is for you from Justin in Provo, Utah. Uh, Jason, what scope feature would you like to see that is not currently on a model of thermal scopes? 
I have absolutely no idea. I needed time <laughs> to to think on this. So right now, it seems to me that some of these thermal scopes have got way too much stuff. I mean, there's like, uh, you know, some of these settings that that I just don't ever use. And I mean, I, I say too much. I mean, I, I don't you know. It is what it is. But I don't know. I, I, there's nothing that I long for in a thermal scope. Um, as long as I've got video recording, as long as I've got decent battery life, I'm perfectly fine with it. But I think if there's one thing that we all want to see uh, down the road, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it will happen, uh, I think is higher resolution than 640. I mean, right now, 640 high resolution is all you're going to get in a thermal scope or a thermal handheld. And I think that we will eventually, I hope, see something in the higher. I mean, maybe it's just going to go to 720, you know, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's, but what I want to see is I want to see 1080. I mean, yeah. I want to see a super high resolution optic. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you all real quick for the guys who are going to be like, oh man, is that going to come out next year? And is this going to be something I'm going to be able to get for, you know, $3,300? Uh, if that happens, I'll be blown away. I mean, right now there is a, a thermal sensor that is available with an HDMI outpour, output sorry, from iRay uh, that can be bought by the general public. All it is is this little <laughs> sensor with a lens. It, it is this crazy little thing, and it's 30 grand, all right? That's not a scope. This is not a scope. This is wow. the, the sensor with an HDMI output, and you can buy it, and it's 30 thousand dollars so what one of these scopes could possibly cost if it ever came out i have no idea it's going to be expensive yeah. but i think it's going to be fun i think eventually we'll we'll see that so that's yeah. I, I can't think of anything else that i just got to have but but 1080 1280 i don't know and and i think i said 1080 1280 i think is actually what that maybe that little sensor is i don't know but yeah super high resolution all right, so here we go. Uh, question for Hans from Chase in Alabama. Hans, do you even thermal? <laughs> I can't even <laughs> say it. I'm laughing. Do you even thermal drone, bro? <laughs> yeah, where's your thermal drone? Yeah, this question should have been for me, actually. It should have been. You are eat up with it. The thermal drone buzz. Oh, I, I tell you, so bad. I, I have not jumped on the wagon of being some. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not gonna say I'm not interested in it, but you're not interested in it. Every it, time I try to talk about it, your eyes glaze over. I'm just not bought into it. I know some people through Instagram that have thermal drones and they used them like twice and you've never seen video out of them ever again. Now what they have right. video they have gotten is really cool. Uh, you know, flying over seeing pigs, but to me in the way I hunt, it just doesn't seem very practical. It seems like a lot of work. Uh, there's a lot of trees around where we live, a lot of tall trees. You know, I just maybe if okay. I maybe if I hunted in a more wide open area, I'd be yeah. more like excited about it. But uh, I'm let me speak to this real. I'm quick, just not because I, I know I, I I do I want one. You I want bad. a regular drone. I do, and I want one, and I want a regular just regular drone. But here's the deal. Um, my wife bought me like one of these. You know. $40 drones or something for Christmas a couple of years ago, Christmas morning, I sent that thing up and like a magnet, it went into our lake out there. And I mean, seriously, I mean, I've got, it could go anywhere and it just went straight up and went into our three and a half acre pond, just crashed, burned, never seen it again. <laughs> um, so I guarantee you, I'm going to crash one of these things. So yeah. that's why I haven't gotten a drone. And uh, I've got a buddy that's uh, it's another dealer and he's selling some drones and he's into them and he's all the time trying to get me to buy one and sending me videos. Here's what I'm going to say to it. I may be selling these things one day because I, I really want to. I think that it is useful for hog hunting in the right application. I don't believe that where Hans and I are in East Texas with the number of trees that we have, that it's going to be that, that yeah. helpful. I mean, I just don't, I think the guys that are in uh, farm country in North Texas, in some of the, the other areas of the South where they got a lot of plowed ground and got you no know, big fields where, you know, maybe broke up by tree lines or stuff yeah. uh, from talking to some of those guys. I think it is cool. If you have access to say, you know, 
10, 15, 20,000 acres uh, broke up in different places. I think you can run out there, shoot the drone up and go see where the hogs are. Or if they're not move to the next place, it might take you, you know, a couple hours to drive around on that place. But for what Hans and I are doing in, you know, the highly wooded areas, hunting small fields, I, I don't see that it would be, I, I would love one, but I can just tell you, I could send that thing straight up, look and go, okay, that was fun. Go back inside. Well, I mean, I don't know. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't even be any fun because then I wouldn't go hunting. I just well, know there was no hogs there. Folks, he will have one soon. I promise you that. I want one. <laughs> he, he but I, have I, one. I, but it's going to be in the, the top of a, you know, it'll be in the top 65 of a tree. foot yeah. tall pine tree. And that's, I don't even want to think There's about no doubt that. about that. He'll have it at the top right. of a tree. All right. Last question. Okay. We're going to get through it. Uh, and this is a question for both of us. Jason and Hans, what is uh, what is the most hunting diva thing you've ever done? And I'll I mean, start I, because I, don't even know I told this means. story before. The The one and only time that I thought I almost got fired from this show um, was the know, time yeah. that we were supposed to start taping an episode of the Late Night Vision Show podcast. Jason was calling me like normal. You know, we put the kids to bed, both of us do. Jason calls me when he's ready. He tried to call several times and I didn't answer my phone. Uh, well, I had hogs pop up on camera right about the time we get started taping. And I felt like going and shooting those hogs uh, was more important than starting the show. And I'm going to tell you, it Jason was no none too happy about calling and getting the voicemail we, about 15 times. We, <laughs> we we didn't start five minutes late. He wasn't MIA for 15 minutes. It was a long yeah. time. I, and I want to be clear. This show has been delayed many, many times for Hans to shoot hogs. One night he, <laughs> we're sitting here talking, working on these show notes. We need to be starting. And he goes, I got hogs just popped up here at my house on camera. I'm like, really? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm still talking. All right. I don't care. We're, we got a show to do. They'll yeah, be there yeah. later. They'll be there. Right. And so I keep talking. I realize he's not paying attention. In a minute, he's like, yeah, okay. All right. All right. Hang on just a minute. And I'm thinking, it sounds different. It doesn't mm. sound like it did when just a minute ago. Well, it's because he's outside. The next thing I hear is pow, pow, pow. <laughs> like he goes, okay, now we can get back to the show. I'm like, you have not been paying attention for the last five minutes. What are you doing? That is so, true. Yeah, yeah, that's, so, yeah. That's, that was, I'm used to this with him. That was but, the most hunting diva thing I've ever done. Delayed I, the show to go I think homes. that, I, yeah, I don't know exactly what hunting diva means, but I think that the one thing that I, I know that my wife jokes about, Hans jokes about too, is that uh, a lot of times if, you know, I've been really busy and I do a lot of work at night. So I reply to emails and Instagram, Facebook messages, YouTube messages, whatever. I mean, I do a lot of work at night. And so for me to go out and again, we talked about this, you know, shooting hogs and it's work and uh, when you got to take pictures and it takes all this time. So uh, I might go out there and be on my place and, you know, see hogs. I may look off my back porch and see hogs yeah. and be like, gosh, it's a little too late. I've got some work to do. Or uh, I always joke and say, I mean, I'm not picky. I just want it to be yeah. clear, cool, about 60 degrees, maybe 50, you know, not too cold, not too hot. I need the conditions to be perfect. A good thermal night. I need to make sure that I've yeah. got a scope that I need video out of. Yeah. And so well, you I, know, I told Hans the other day, I, I had, uh, uh, we had some hogs come out and I said, I need to go shoot those hogs, but I'm going to have the such and such scope in like three days. I got to let those hogs go so I can get this scope mounted and shoot them with that. And he's just like, I don't even know what language you're speaking. I no, don't let his, hogs go. His wild hogs are like farm animals. I promise. They're just out there, have no oh fear gosh. at all. Uh, oh my god! Jason's wife this. Amanda's like, "Hey, do we need to call Hans to come over and shoot these hogs for uh, us?" Listen, one of the one of the, ex, one of the excuses that Jason used is, "I just got out of the shower and I have on my jam jams." Uh, <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> folks, you know he said that that one time he thought he might get fired. You know, <laughs> next week episode one fifty four will be the uh, the late night vision show with Jason, <laughs> uh, <laughs> looking <yeah>. for applications. <laughs> uh, well, 
He's never said jam jams, but he uh, he has jam jam. <laughs> yeah. There's God, been a lot of excuses uh, flying around as far as, but no, there's uh, he has he's more Jason's more smart about his hogs than I am. I'm just kill them all, whatever I have, <laughs> and and you actually have and, a have a plan for it. So it's it's a lot better yeah, than mine. I, I, uh, yeah, Hans's plan is shoot every single one you ever see, <laughs> even though you have the greatest product release coming next week that yeah. the manufacturer is letting you test before anybody in the world knows about it. And and you need to get hogs on film mm-hmm. in three days from now. And Hans is out there. I'm like, come on. Could you not wait three days? Can't stand it. He can't do it. Can't do it. All right, folks. Well, that has been a listener question. So thank you all. We, we got through those pretty good, a little bit longer than normal, but there's nothing wrong with that. So if you want to have your question read, if you want a little recognition with your question, we did not have a name or a city on that last question. I just noticed. So whoever sent that in, thank you. Uh, We don't have a name, but anyway, you can, uh, you can email the show. All the contact information is in the description of this YouTube video. If you're listening on iTunes, uh, you can email us at the late night vision show uh, at gmail.com. So we appreciate that. Just, just be sure to know, we're probably not going to reply to you there. Uh, we'll try to answer it, answer it on here because we do get a ton of emails and ton of questions. Uh, so with that being said, if you're interested in purchasing any night vision or thermal optic, you can do so at outdoorlegacygear.com. That's outdoorlegacygear.com. Uh, you can call Jason at 877-350-1818 and, uh, you can always find Jason on all the socials, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, probably any f- hunting forum you've ever could think of, Texas Bow Hunters, the you know Texas Hunting Forum, all of those he hangs out on all night answering questions just because he's a good guy. Yeah, trying to help you all yeah. out and give you all free advice uh, because he's a super nice guy. Uh, you can find <laughs> you can find me uh, on uh, YouTube at Hans Etx. That's Hans East Texas, H A N S E T X. Do reviews. Uh, I'm about to come out this week. Uh, today's uh, it's going to be when we release this show. It's going to be the eighth. Uh, but I will be putting out a video this week of the my full review of the Rico MK1384. That's the IRA Rico 384. I've got some hunting videos and a bunch of thermal videos to see through it. So you can check that out on my YouTube channel. You can also find me hanging out on Instagram a lot. <laughs> I post a lot. a lot of pictures. I post a lot of videos all the new stuff that we're testing, the videos get dropped on Instagram before they get dropped on YouTube. Uh, so I'm, I'm putting out more clips, shorter clips, but you can find them over there on my Instagram at Hans ETX. And I need okay. to catch my breath. Man, a lot. Awesome. Folks, listen, uh, we do appreciate you coming back every week. Next week, uh, again, the plan right now, uh, according to the show notes that I, I accidentally had tonight, is that we will be reviewing, again, this Zeiss DTI 335, uh, 384 a resolution thermal monocular. Hans and I have been using this thing. Uh, it is awesome. We're going to give you a full review of it. Uh, very exciting uh, to have uh, Zeiss coming into this industry, and we look forward to talking about that next week. So between now and then, Y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes. 